It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The, the, the games are over, but the game never stops. Never stops. This is College Football Overtime with Garrett Chapman and Abe Gordon. One team that really set themselves up to take a next step in, that is the University of Georgia. They dominated Florida in this game. It was a beautiful sight to see for 50% of the stadium and not so much for the other 50%. One of the most beautiful sides, sights in all of college football is down there in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, and let me tell you, that first drive for Florida, they seem to have something going. Uh, 66 yards and the touchdown, and then it all went wrong. 36 unanswered points for Georgia. They were without Brock Bowers, but, you know, the, am I crazy for thinking they almost looked like a better football team without Brock Bowers? And I know that that's not true, and I'm not trying to say that. That's obviously ridiculous. He's one of the best players in the country. But, you know, this was a team that was told for two weeks because they had the bye week last week that – they were going to take a big step back now that Brock Bowers was out. And I think they heard that and they wanted to come out and convince anybody. Well, I think they just wanted to convince themselves of this and they came out and kicked Florida in the teeth. Uh, pretty resounding effort from Georgia tonight or uh, on Saturday, not on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, look, this game and don't be confused by the final score. It was 36 to seven entering the fourth quarter. It was like you mentioned, complete and utter domination. And it wasn't so much to me that, that, um, the Brock Bowers thing, and look, Kirby Smart's going to use it. If we've learned anything from Kirby over the last two years is if there's any bit of slight that he can use towards motivation, he's going to pull that in and use it. I will say this in regards to Brock Bowers. It wasn't that they looked better without him. This was a game in which they did not need him. The question is going to become, at what point is there a game in which you notice they would have needed Brock Bowers? I know we've got Missouri coming up. We'll talk about that more on the show uh, later, uh, later in the week, and, and we'll dive into that. But um, it wasn't so to me. It was it was just that they didn't necessarily need Brock Bowers because of yeah. how good they looked. And this is also why you don't overreact early in games. Florida looked great coming out. Obviously, you're scripting plays. You get Graham Mertz into a rhythm, and, and it all fell apart after that, largely because uh, of the Georgia defense. And to me. As you mentioned, as we're heading towards these football rankings, the college football playoff rankings, I mean, look, it's a good time 
to look like a team that can play for a national championship. We've been asking for how many weeks now? Where is that Georgia team? And I know we saw it against Kentucky, and now maybe Kentucky isn't as good as uh, – and not that that's a surprise, but, you know, they came in ranked and whatever. Um, but Georgia did look good in that game. They dominated offense, defense, special teams. They did that again on Saturday against Florida. It looked like a team – that's ready to win a national championship, uh, which is good because some of the other teams, whether it's off the field situations that are kind of muddying the waters um, or some other on field performances, uh, Georgia stepped back. I know we'll talk about the college football playoff rankings, but in terms of the AP rankings, they got back a boatload of their first place votes that they had previously given up. They're back up to nearly 50 first place votes. So, this was a good showing for Carson Beck. Mm-hmm. Also a good showing for the defense overall. Again, they they held Florida to seven points that came on the opening drive all the way through until the start of the fourth quarter. So uh, just a resounding, resounding, dominating win. It, it is with Brock Bowers, but it's a good way to ramp up this stretch of four games or, or however long he's going to be. This is supposedly a really difficult stretch comparatively for what uh, you know Georgia had been facing there sure. are a couple of stumbling blocks Florida was one of them and they dispatched them very easily very impressed by what I saw from Georgia on Saturday yeah and, and look I think it, it's it, they're kind of like the the Jekyll and Hyde if you will because I, I mean we talked a little bit about what they were when they were sleepwalking and, and maybe they just need something uh, to wake them up you know and, and Kirby Smart I mean he's a king of trying to pick up and, and find that motivation like you said and uh, look, I was also equally impressed with Dejan Edwards in this game. This is a Florida defense that really struggles with the north-south rushing attacks. Uh, I mean, we saw what Ray Davis in Kentucky yeah. did. We just talked about them and, and the way Georgia looked against that Kentucky squad. Ray Davis ran, made minced meat out of this uh, Florida front seven, and and it's it's just the, the ability of teams to run north-south on that team is something that that Billy Napier is certainly going to have to address here in the next couple of years, or I, I guess this offseason because the the status of the transfer portal but look Dejan Edwards he played well he's he's been very effective for the dogs coming out of uh after he finished came back from his injury 96 yards on Saturday two touchdowns uh Kendall Milton also looked pretty good too 55 yards for uh for him and he also scored a touchdown but I was really impressed with Carson Beck and Lab McConkey that connection was pretty pretty awesome to see uh if you're a dog fan 135 yards for Lad he finally looks healthy and he was just as important a piece for this team last year that when they won the national title uh, as Brock Bowers was, you could really make that argument because he was their number one receiver on the outside. And I think Carson Beck is also starting to look a little bit more comfortable and he's in full command of this offense that I think has only gotten better as the season's gone on. Uh, The rushing attack has been elite. Like I said, the passing attack has been elite all season for the most part. And really since that game against Auburn, this, this offense has looked, every bit the part of a national title contender, if not the, one of the favorites, if not the favorite. Yeah, very impressed with Lad McConkie. I think you nailed it when, when referencing Carson Beck. And Carson Beck does appear to be that guy. Uh, he continues to improve, continues to step up, uh, and just looks so comfortable, too, is the other thing. He just he, – you don't feel like he's mm-hmm. panicking or, or the moment's too big. And I know it hasn't been the biggest pressure moments, um, but he, he is so, so ready to lead this team forward into the playoffs. And I'll say this about Ladd McConkey. It, it's so odd to watch him dominate, even though I expect him to dominate. It's odd to see it. He's not the fastest guy. 
He's not the biggest guy. He knows but he's a open. great route runner. He understands the defenses. He does use the size that he has pretty well. He's got good hands. Um, he, he's just a super complete. He's not an athletic freak the way 18 is, but he is a super complete receiver. And we talked about and we wondered who's the guy that's going to step up. Not surprised that it's Lad McConkey. Uh, by any stretch, not surprised. Uh, but it was good to see it actually on the field. And and uh, he's going to be a huge part of this team as they go through this stretch without Brock Bowers. There's no doubt about it. But uh, whatever Kirby finally got into them, now the question remains as we move forward, can they repeat that effort? You know, that's what I wanted to see after the Kentucky game. And, and if you're going to be dominant, let's dominate every Saturday. And so now the question is coming up, in, in your next game against Missouri, can you look like you did uh, against Florida? Because uh, if that Georgia team starts to show every week, then then they're, they're going to be rolling towards an SEC championship game and, and potentially the college football playoffs. Yep. And, and then changing gears to Florida, this is they showed some pretty glaring holes. And I think they looked very good on that first drive. But I think – Outside of that, it, this is an offense that needs its rushing attack to be working. The three times that it has worked for them this year or hasn't worked uh, worked for them, Utah, Kentucky, and Georgia. And some of those is just because like, Kentucky took them out of their game plan early. Utah and Georgia shut them down. And those two, all three of those were pretty resounding losses for Billy Napier. And look, I, I think he has led this Florida team and they, they've surpassed expectations, I, I would say. I mean, you can speak probably on that better than I can. Uh, just in general, as far as expectations for what the team was coming into the season, uh, people wanted him fired. And I, I think he has largely done a very good job this season. He's won the games that he's supposed to win. He's won a couple of games that he was probably not supposed to win. Uh, they, I mean, look, they had the great performance against South Carolina. And, and, and unfortunately, this game against Georgia is just going to likely overshadow that if you're a Gators fan. Uh, but this is also a really important final stretch for Billy Napier and the Florida Gators. You have Arkansas next week. Absolutely need to win that game if you're Billy Napier, because then you have at LSU top 13 or 13th team in the country. We'll see if they're mm -hmm. still there after Alabama next week. Right. Then you have at Missouri. There are 14 right now. We'll see if they're there after the Georgia game. But then you finish the game with the year with Florida State. And hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Look, that's a difficult stretch of games, those final three games. So you cannot let this loss turn into a second loss next week against Arkansas because those final three games, man, this could very easily turn into a five-game five losing streak for, for Florida in the season. And I don't think anybody wants to see that in Gainesville. Yeah, I, I don't want to overreact to, to how Florida looked on Saturday, if we're being sure. honest, uh, because I do think the expectations, if you're realistic, was probably this. And, yeah, you should be at Arkansas, I agree. And the, the the last stretch of games there that you referenced, that's icing on the cake games, right? Yeah. You, you don't expect to win any of them. Uh, you hope to be competitive. If you can nab one of them here or there, uh, it's just icing on the cake for, for this team. But look, Graham Mertz had, has outplayed what Graham Mertz is. I mean, I mean, there's a reason he was what he was at Wisconsin. 
There's a reason he didn't go elsewhere in the transfer portal. Um, and he had overperformed. What well, I, I mean, uh, just being honest, this was the Graham Mertz we kind of expected. He wasn't terrible on, on Saturday, but he wasn't amazing either. Um, and you're only so good based on how your line protects and, like you said, the run game and, and all that stuff. Um, so I'm not going to overreact to this. Um, it, this is probably what this team is. Uh, it was nice to get that Tennessee win. That was an important moment, I, I think, for Napier. As good uh, you were able to come back. But uh, all in all, this this is probably a team that's pretty close to 500, and I think that's okay. Now, you have to take a step next year if you're Billy Napier. You, you, yeah. You've got to threaten 8-4, and 9-3 and three at some point uh, to try and rejoin uh, the elite, uh, not even the Georgia level, but, but to get where you need to be in, in second place in the SEC East year, you, you got to take that step at some point, but that step was never coming this year. So uh, I'm not too hard on Florida after this one. This is a situation where Georgia, who we, we all keep trying to, to crown and I've been hesitant to put them and give them first place votes. They finally look like the team that we've been waiting to see. Uh, so bravo to them for, for showing up on Saturday. Yeah. And they sacked, Graham Mertz, like you mentioned, they got some good pressure on him. That was probably the biggest difference in the game for Georgia. They 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 connected four times, and so they sacked him four times. But but they were pressuring him all day, and I think that's really came from the fact that they can't lean on the rushing attack. But Ricky Pearsall, I mean, he puts in another great effort: six receptions, ninety nine yards. Uh, you have some pieces here that can turn into something that could be pretty effective down the road. And look, I don't know what year he is off the top of my head, per chance, but I, I don't know. What you know, is he a sophomore or what? Is, what is Pearsall? He might be a uh, senior. Pearsall's done. Yeah, he's a senior. Right. Okay, so know he might be finished off. But he's been a very he's been a revelation for Florida this year. And then look, Billy. I mean, you got to improve next year. You got to. Yeah, I mean, Eugene Wilson like looked good. He's a freshman. Eugene Wilson. So he, he's the guy that's he, he's the best receiver athletically on this team on gotcha. the Florida team. Well, uh, I mean, they'll, they'll be licking their wounds. Arkansas coming to town next week, so uh, big, big, uh, big performance is necessary again to uh, to reverse their fortunes here. 